Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. We are your hosts, and I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing and beautiful daughter, Gina. We are a mom and teen duo who are super excited to help you discover the secret to finding joy in the chaos of the everyday. We're honored to share this time with you every two weeks, while you'll learn how to break free from the cycle of anxious thoughts while moving into joy and peace on a daily basis. We'll encourage you to step into your power, find joy, and become the best version of yourself while improving your relationship with God. So please be sure to subscribe so that together we can spread joy even amongst the chaos and faithfully nurture our body, mind, and soul. You can find us on Instagram at faithfully underscore apologetic and at kellyjeanpittman.com. Thank you so much and we really hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome beautiful listeners. We're so excited to be with you today. I'm Kelly. And I'm Jaina, and today we are on podcast 17, and it kind of seems crazy. Like, how craziness? 17? How do we get there? But today we're talking about something really, really important. In fact, I think it's one of the most important aspects of drawing closer to God. I think it is as well. So, and we talked about it a little bit last week in podcast 16 which was titled, What's More Important Than Loving Your Neighbor? That's God's second commandment, as we discussed. Yes. Because his first is... His first is to love God. With your whole heart, all your mind, all your spirit, and all your strength. Yes. However, in order to love your neighbor as yourself, you got to love yourself first. Cha-ching! Yeah, and that's what we're going to deep dive deep diver what we're gonna dive deeper into self-love and what that means right in this podcast because it's, it's kind of really a big concept to understand and in fact i think it's so big that's maybe why it was left out of the bible because it's taken for granted that yeah you have it's kind of obvious i mean the creator of the universe that haven't made you so why wouldn't you love yourself right right so and we are made in the image of god yeah. so we are god we are love so that self-love it seems like it should come pretty naturally. Yeah, but it doesn't because, you know, it's, it's if someone were to ask you, do you love yourself? It's kind of like, uh, of course, but maybe not for some. But, you know, for I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, of course I do. But then the actions that we have and the words that we say don't really align mm-hmm. with that belief. Right, which is so common. Even the words coming out of my mouth, it's like, I just said what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, that's not a reflection of God's love or no. my love. It's like, where did it come from? Or have you ever known somebody who was mean? I yes. mean, sometimes <laughs> you run into these people and they say things that are so hurtful or demeaning. Or it seems like they're always making you feel bad. Yeah. And it might come off as confidence. Like, oh, that person's so confident. But it's really coming from a place of insecurity within their, their own lives, their own mind. Right, because the basic concept here is that we mirror to the outside what we really hold in the inside. Yeah. How, what we hold within our hearts. And so, and I, and I try to tell people when they're struggling with somebody who's really negative, it's like, particularly, you know, when I'm counseling them or coaching them too, it's like, this person, it's all about them. When yeah. we have our, our emotions are really all about us and what we carry in the inside. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who you are. And so if someone's spewing off all these negative things, that's really what they're feeling despite the false self-confidence they might admit or the power that they might have over other people. Yeah, It's coming from a deep place of insecurity and rejection, self-loathing. 
Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important to look within ourselves and see, like, do we have that self-love? Where can we improve? And what might be some signs that we're lacking in self-love? And so that's what we'll talk about today. Yeah. And so the first thing we want to really hit home, though, is what the Bible says. Yeah, because the Bible is ultimately what where we should be going for our truth and what God tells us. And we should take his word as truth because he was the one who made us. So why would he lie to us about who we are? Right. He is the only truth really in this world that comes through God. Yes. That's through. That's why Jesus came to the earth to represent this truth. Yes. And so what we want to focus on is we want to read a couple verses yeah. that really support this self-love mm-hmm. um, that is necessary in order for us to love others. And so the first one is Corinthians. First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 6 verses 19 through 20. And it says, do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Wow. Yeah, I mean, to kind of, you know, not pick apart, but dissect this one. Like, our bodies are hosting the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit inside of us, so we need to take care of that. And that is received from God. It's like, from God. Just think about the most beautiful, majestic cathedral church that you've ever seen. I was over in Great Britain and Europe, and they had some of the old church cathedrals that were just amazing. And they were built to house God, to worship God. But we ourselves are built more magnificent than that. That's you, baby. All you beautiful souls out there listening, you are holding God within you. Yeah. You are sacred. Your body is a temple. So you need to honor God with your bodies and take care of that body because it's hosting the most precious gift that God has given us. Absolutely. Why would we want why would we defile it with not taking care of it? Right. So that's where that self-love is so important because mm-hmm. we're housing the Holy Spirit. We're housing God within us. And to realize that is going to help you or is going to aid in your journey of self-love to realize that you are so precious and that God is in you. Amen. <laughs> so the second one we want to talk, the second verse we want to talk to you about is Genesis. Now we're going, we're going way back. We're we get back. Old Testament. Way back Testament. to the beginning. Old Testament. Testament. <laughs> and it's Genesis one twenty-seven, and it says god created man in his own image in the image of god wow. he created them male and female he created them so we are created in god's image we are a piece of god we're yeah. mirroring god yes. each and every one of us so like look at look at your mom uh-huh. and look then at look your at your daughter and then look at yourself in the mirror <laughs> and be like you are created in his image god loved you so much that he wanted to make you in his own image. And God is the creator of everything good, pure, lovely, beautiful, all those really great adjectives. And, and he made you. Right. You know in what? his own image. And I love that. I love that exercise. It's like the minute you get done listening to our podcast, I want you to go to the mirror, beautiful listeners, and we'll do it ourselves <laughs> and say, point to yourself in the mirror and say, you are made in the image of God. 
This is truth. This, it, it is truth. It came from God, so it's truth. It's beautiful. And start that self-love right now. Yeah, I mean, like, the, that affirmation is not only powerful because you're telling yourself that you are, you are love, but it's even more powerful because God is telling you that you are love. God is telling you that he made you in his image. Right. And it's, a, and it's a great exercise to do, and you might even want to try doing it for a week or a month and just see how your life changes, see yeah. how that self-love changes. And Jana and I will give it a try and maybe report back to you. Yeah. See what it an update. feels like. An update. update video on Instagram or something. Because <laughs> it's a great idea. It just came to me, puff, just like that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> we're sharing it with you firsthand. Yes. We have another Bible verse that we'd like to share, and this is Psalm chapter 139, verse 14. And it says, I praise you, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, O God. My soul knows it very well. Yes. And so that's kind of crazy. I mean, it goes very good with the last one because God tells us that he made us in his image. But then he made us fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. And his works are wonderful. So it's like we are wonderful. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Yes. And the best part of the whole verse is my soul knows it very yes. well. And so you want to dig deep within yourself. That's why we want to take care of our soul and do what is good, do what is pure, and do, yes. do what is holy. But all that being said, we're going back to self-love. And let me tell you, this is just kind of hard to really love wrap ourselves. Your head around. To wrap your head around. Because I think that we tell ourselves a lot of lies. There's a lot of things in society that society accepts or promotes as self-love. Yes. Right? So what might be something you think in society that might promote self-love? Well, I feel, okay, you know, as, as human beings, as, as big cookers and bakers, we get a lot of, a lot of, our kitchen puts out a lot of happiness (laughs) out of of our food. Happiness, self-love. Yeah, I mean, it could be like eating that cookie or eating a cake or, you know, potato chips. Big potato chip lover over here. Bag, bag of potato chips. Okay, I don't eat the whole bag, but I deserve just one crunch a day. Yeah. Maybe. And you think you deserve it because, you know, you're you're working hard. You're a hard worker and it's been a long day. You're tired. You're exhausted. Who knows? You just, you you think you deserve it and giving that to yourself seems like self-love. It does. And a lot of times it could turn into self-sabotage because if you're eating the junk and you're eating the garbage and you're eating the potato chips, the potato chips are junk food. Yes. My family was actually surprised it was junk food because I serve it to them. <laughs> my, my kids and even my husband said, what? Well, you serve, you serve it all the time. You serve us healthy food. I thought potato chips were like Okay. It's I like, don't think that's really a secret. I, I don't know. I don't know. But it was funny. It's like yeah. when the kids were little. And it's like my husband was the same. It's like, no, unfortunately, it's it's junk food. But here's the deal. Eating can take care of yourself or it cannot. So mm-hmm. if you're eating healthy, nutritiously dense food, our wonderful salads and our baked goods, you know, we make with grain-free flour, low sugar. So you can work it into a way that is self-love yes you don't have to eat the processed food the junk food the cakes the donuts um so there is a way that you can promote self-love um through your food through your food it doesn't have to be all condemning or all bad 
No, so it's not all bad or all good, but society can say, like, hey, you deserve that junk. Go ahead and eat it. Yeah. You want to stay away from the junk and take care of that temple. Yeah. And so as an adult mother, mm-hmm. another one comes to mind for me. I mean, mm-hmm. did the alcohol, it's a little scandalous. Alcohol, yeah, how is that promoted? And we talked about that. I mean, look at the commercials. It's and all what like, do you oh worship? my gosh, it's yes. so fun. And, um, hey, okay, so it's not uncommon to come home from work and just, okay, I need it. I deserve it. I'm going to take care of me. I'm going to have that glass of wine. And unfortunately, the older I get, the more I love wine. <laughs> and <the> more, okay. <laughs> and the more it's like, yes, I need this. This is like what I deserve. Yeah. Right. This is taking care of me. And then the weekend, it's like, hey, let's kick back a few more. It's time to party. We deserve it. We've worked really hard all week. And yeah. I mean, this is um, not really what happens in our household, by the way. <laughs> it's not. But it is a it is a, a thought and is it a common thought? thought yes. That that happens. And you know, I won't say at one time in my life, yes, I did kind of go along with mm. all of this. This was before children. Yes. Yes. It's good but, to know. Uh, it's good to know. It was before children and it's easy to get stuck in this trap. Yes. A glass of wine once in a while is okay. You can enjoy it. Is it self love? I'm not so sure. Uh, it's got alcohol in it. Uh, you do the research. If you dig deep, alcohol's not good for your body. Yeah. But it's a it can be a common lie that you deserve this and it's okay if you drink too much. But yes. it's actually pretty toxic for the body. But another thing is too is like, hey, you know what's really taking care of yourself and loving yourself? And I think this goes for men and female, young or old, teens or moms mm-hmm. or non moms, just adults. <laughs> but, you know, buying yourself expensive things like yeah. somehow the the money part of it or the brand name part of it makes it more worthy for you mm-hmm. like you're pampering yourself because i have a ralph lauren something which i don't really buy name brand clothes so i don't <laughs> pretty sure ralph lauren is still popular i don't know but anyways i'm showing my ignorance in this part but it can feel like hey you know i deserve this this yeah. is taking care of me and somehow we put that into money or the things that we purchase like a very specific thing mm-hmm. is like what I deserve and what yeah. I need to the point that if you don't get it you feel less than yeah I mean that's confident. very common I, I would say that I, so I went to a charter school for a really long time mm-hmm. most of my life and I didn't know what any like brand name was until I got to a public school and it was like oh my goodness this is so cool I need I need this brand name of shoes and I need to have this brand name of clothes and you know as I've gotten older I care less about it but it was still like it when it when I first knew what a brand name was I was like I needed it it was it was bad and this is very strange coming from a mother and a father who really don't know brand names yeah it's like she'd be coming home and spouting off these brand names. it's like how do you know about these things yeah <laughs> i mean i shock myself and i'm thinking about it it's like why did i care so much but you know you think it's self-love and like you're it's giving you value yourself. yeah it's not finding your value in jesus christ but in something outside of you mm-hmm. something material and some yeah. company and some place that is telling you hey this is going to make you important yeah. this is going to make you feel good but it's always going to be fleeting Yes. And another one for adults and for, you know, young adults, I guess, because, well, a kid can't really plan a vacation, but it'd be vacations, taking vacations that are not really restful or fuel your soul. It's just kind of going on a vacation to 
go on a vacation. Right. It's like, I really need this vacation. Everybody is going on a vacation. But a lot of times when I talk to people and even, well, no, we take pretty good vacations. But yeah. you can, if you get caught up spending a lot of money that you can't afford, I mean, I, we could be in trouble with that sometimes, although we're pretty thrifty. Yeah. Or you spend more time running around doing things and you come back, like, exhausted. Yeah. And you're like, uh, that wasn't very restful. So it's not really <laughs> It's like, I need a vacation self-love. from my vacation. Right. Yeah. So, right. And it, it, it isn't really self-love. Then it becomes, you know, what are you running around for? Is it really relaxing or it, are you really doing it for something else? Yes. And only you can decide that. It's neither good nor bad. Yes. Self-love is not only in things. No, it's It can not. be in other things as well. And so sometimes, um, sometimes it can feel really good and you're loving yourself and you're taking good care of yourself when you stay inside your little comfort zone. Then you don't have to worry about doing anything that's going to make you feel kind of uh, insecure. Yeah, when you don't have to worry about looking dumb to the public eye, honestly. I mean, that's how I kind of view it. So you stay super safe. Yep. And you kind of just do the things that you know, and that's where you live your life. So let me ask you listeners, just think about this. Is that really self-love, do you think? No. Because you're not experiencing, you're not going outside your comfort zone to experience new things that could help you grow right and a good way to figure it out whether because it can feel really good and can feel really safe and it can feel protective so that can feel like self-love a lot of times safety can feel like self-love but you want to look at what is driving that action Mm -hmm. and so staying inside your comfort zone is coming from a fear a fear of not being safe and so that is not self-love when your actions are coming out of fear out of fear right you want your actions to come out of love for Mm -hmm. self-love So that's how you figure out that one. Another one that may seem like self-love is blaming or gossiping to make yourself feel more superior than others. And this, we kind of talked about this briefly, but, you know, if if you've met someone who's really mean or manipulative, it seems like they might be confident or they might be gossiping and they seem confident, but it's just coming out of their own insecurity and lack of self-love. Like, they're better than all them, and they're so stupid, and blah, 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 and it's just like, whoa. But a self-confident person doesn't need to feel confident by taking down people a few pegs. Right. That's that's the first sign of somebody who's very insecure and does not have self-love is somebody who is always attacking others Mm -hmm. because they can't look within it themselves because they feel too crappy about it. Yeah. And then kind of that goes along with that, and I mean, and I can certainly be guilty of this yes me too i feel it mom and i had a conversation about this yesterday (laughs) and it's always been the need to always be right yeah and i don't even think it's a conscious no because it will you like want to validate yourself and that feels like self-love you're like if i can get this validation then I love myself, right? Right. And are like, this is right, and this is so right, and, and they're like, you guys are all wrong, and how can you not see this, and what's wrong with you? And yeah. And then, I just, and then, but when you're getting over-emotional, and that's typically being driven by a fear of probably failure or looking stupid. Yeah. And typically, it's subconscious. You have to dig pretty deep layers to get to that feeling, to know that that's what was really driving that. But... You don't have to be right. The beautiful thing is, is that if you have your identity in Christ, you don't have to be right. No. And you're going to find self-love a lot easier than trying to always be right. <laughs> right. You can always, you, you can look stupid in front of Christ and he's going to love you just the way you are. 
Ain't that so comforting. <laughs> that is comforting. So don't despair if you're like doing some of these things. You, my friend, are already so loved by God. That it doesn't matter. It doesn't. He accepts you as you are. And yeah. he wants us to be able to accept ourselves as we are. Yeah. And so like the things we talked about, they, they're they disguised as self-love because society pushes that onto us. And, you know. They have ulterior motives. Yeah. Basically, and they, they think want that's self-love. Yeah. And they prey on our weaknesses. Right? They do. So our You know, beauty are... companies and like weight loss and, you know, expensive designer brands and they're telling you adorn yourself with these things and you'll be like you can love yourself then or you're already not good enough so buy these things consume these things and then you'll feel enough absolutely and so and you can forego all that and not be controlled by the manipulation of marketing i have mm-hmm. a marketing background i know how tricky it can be when you like i say find your identity in god and jesus you are secure within your own self you are able to accept All your brokenness. Yeah. All your shortcomings. All your insecurities. You're going to have them still. Yeah. But when you have self-love, it doesn't matter because you're focused on the love of Christ and on serving others and doing your best. And so, to kind of figure out where you are with self-love, we have a few questions to ask yourself because clearly all those things that we talked about are just self-love disguises. Right. And so... We have three questions for you, and we'll dive deep to see where you are with your self-love journey. Right. And so number one, number one is to kind of look at, to kind of see how you're doing with the self-love piece, because I can say, yes, you know what, I'm doing pretty good with self-love. I'm doing pretty great. But, you know, I still feel insecure, abandoned, left out. I get triggered a lot in these things. And is that self-love or not? A good question to ask yourself is how often do you maybe feel guilty about the things that you're doing or you have negative self-talk or you criticize yourself or you think everyone's better than you. Yeah. And in this day and age with social media, woo-hoo. That's a lot of the times, especially for um, teens. Just I mean, one, for anyone. Right. Honestly. Just take like five seconds and glance at social media and see all the beautiful photos of all these beautiful souls and all the things that they have that you don't. And you can feel pretty darn crappy pretty quick. Yeah. And then it manifests into your own thoughts and you're telling yourself, oh, there goes Jaina again. Or, oh, Jaina's not good enough. It's... Right. I'm not pretty enough. Yeah. Uh, My family's not picture perfect. They're not doing all the things that all these other people are doing. And why can't I go on a trip to big or a vacation to Hawaii like everybody else is and yeah you start taking all these little pity trips in your mind and you start going down the spiral well you're creating quickly. stories and that's only increasing your self-loathing even though you're creating a false story so right it's gets and, confusing and then if you feel guilty a lot of times people say they feel guilty if you feel guilty then you're not doing what's really in line with your soul yeah so the good news is don't worry if you feel guilty the good news is subconsciously at least you know you're doing something that's not aligning with your soul, so you're getting the feeling of guilt. Yes. So then all you have to do is figure out what that is and move into self-love and don't do it. And take care of yourself, genuinely. So that is a good way to look at that. So that's our first question. Second question is, do you have self-sabotaging habits, such as drinking, eating a healthy, not 
getting enough exercise, working too long, procrastinating? Are you disorganized? Are you paying for things that you can't really, like, afford? Yeah. Are you cutting yourself, like, okay, are you cutting yourself off from others? Like, isolation. It might feel comfortable, like, staying in your comfort zone. Right. But are, ultimately, are you having self-sabotaging habits that are preventing you from loving yourself to the fullest? Right. And you'll know this if you're, and if you're unable to love others, ding, 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 ding. You're not going to, you're not loving yourself. You're not loving yourself. So that's a huge key there. And so number two, we kind of talked about this all earlier. Yeah. These are all kind of these things that, these lies that can be sold through us mm-hmm. through marketing, marketing and our culture, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, and their habits, uh, a good place to start is look at your habits. Are your habits really serving you? Are they serving God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if they're just if they're only self gratifying and then they're leaving you empty, right. high and dry, then they're probably not self love habits. Right? Are you taking care of that temple within yourself? Are yeah. you taking care of that soul? Is that food? Is that drinking? Is that exercise or no exercise? Is that really taking care of the temple to the best of your ability? No, that's your physical body. You're made out of clay. The hand potter's clay. We haven't read that. Um, Bible verse, but that's that's our body, the temple. Yeah. And so the last one, or the not the last question, but another part to this part two is, are you not leaving enough time for prayer and reflection every single day? Right, because that's, that's gonna that's self sabotaging. That's yep. self sabotaging behavior if you're not leaving enough time for God, for communing communing with Him and praying to Him, and reflecting on on Him and His Word. Right, and so that is a great antidote to all of our habits and behaviors and reflections. Some of them might be kind of confusing, like, this feels good, you know, is it But his word is ultimately going to tell you, and he's ultimately going to tell you. If you start focusing and reading the Bible and focusing on prayer, and you start asking God, the Holy Spirit's going to tell you. If you start creating that communication and that prayer with God, and you present these questions, God's going to give you that wisdom. Yes. He's going to let you know the divine path for you to take. Yes. And so last but not least, uh, and this is a pretty powerful one as well, a good way or a good question to ask yourself if you're really good at self-love or if you need a little more help in that area is you want to look at this question are you a people pleaser a perfectionist or a complainer now we got three different types of people in here and they're all pretty different to some degree but they all correlate together they do all correlate together because they're all out of lack of self-love we're looking for that acceptance through something else yeah it's not the real question is can you be all of them can you be all of them oh my gosh can you be all of them? i definitely think i absolutely yes it's like oh my gosh it's not just one but it's all of these things oh my oh my but the brain is amazing god gave us this beautiful amazing body and brain and we can transition and do whatever we need to do in order to get what we need. Yeah. But we want to make sure that we're getting what we really need, right? Yeah, instead of, you know, being told the lies that we have and falling for them. Right. And so as a people pleaser, typically they're looking for approval from others. Like validation. Like oh, validation. if you tell me I'm good enough, then I can believe that I'm good enough. But really you're not because you don't have a foundation of Christ. Right. It's not going to fill you up. The no. thing with people pleasing, it's like... Well, number one, you can't 
please people all the time. You're no, not going to do it. You're so not going to please everybody. You. Yeah. So you're going to be rejected. You're going to be let down a lot. But if you have your identity in Christ, he will never reject you as long as you love him with your heart and soul. Period. Period. So you don't have to knock yourself out and exhaust yourself running around, right? Trying to do what everybody else is telling you to do. Yeah. Just focus in the word, communication with God, mm-hmm. and go out and serve others in a way that is self-love, not yes. self-exhausting. Or self-lifting. I don't know. Yeah. The second one which we're talking about, is perfectionist, which mom and I both fall into that. I don't know what anybody's talking about there. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're not perfectionists. What are you talking about? No, and that's, you know, and that one can be very self-serving. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it can be, and I'm sure I, I use it that way all the time. I mean, it's so much the point of that I probably, it's kind of hard to see that you're a perfectionist, honestly. It is, because sometimes, I've, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not, because I get lazy, but... It's... Uh, and then people roll their eyes and it's like, it's like, nobody can ever do anything quite the way I do it. Well, exactly. you kind of want to like take over control. I mean, I do that with like group projects, but like, I've had bad experiences. Okay? Just let me do it. Exactly. <laughs> I can do it better than you. It gets difficult, really. Yeah. Love your neighbor, honey. You're not <sighs> loving yourself if you can't love your neighbor. It's so hard, mom. I just want to, I just want to grip. I know. So, and it's tough. And so it took me a while to, to come to this and it really is out of a fear of failure really Mm -hmm. not being good enough, um, this perfectionist piece. And again, in order for me, myself, to get to that point of understanding it, I had to dig through lots of layers and lots of stuff and lots of um, childhood beliefs. Everything's always got to be just perfect. There is a lack of self-love probably in that not enough. Yeah. You're trying to prove to everybody Mm -hmm. that you're better than they are. Yeah. And it's not even a a conscious thing. No, I mean, that's not not what I was trying. That's not what I try Mm -hmm. to do. It could look like I just want everything to be perfect for everyone in my family. Yeah. That's really my goal. Which goes hand in hand with the people pleasing. Ultimately, it is. Ultimately, it's trying, right, to get that acceptance. Um, perfectionist or a complainer. Nobody complains here. We don't no, complain we don't in our complain. family. What are you ever. We're happy and we're blessed and we're grateful for all that God has given us. <laughs> oh my goodness we strive we strive to do that yes but we it's so hard remind ourselves all the time to do that but yes that was a joke yes we are complainers yes um we are we like to point out everybody else complaining around us and I, then we i'll be at fault for yeah, that we go and complain ourselves Ugh, i do but it too just when i think yeah i'm complaining about somebody i hear the words come out of my own mouth it's yeah. like oh Ooh, what a hypocrite am I. <laughs> it leaves <laughs> I mean, a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, and if you're noticing everybody else complaining, a lot of times it's because part of that complaining is coming out of your heart, too. Yeah. What you notice is what you are doing. Mm-hmm. It's just a part of being human, but the beauty of that, if that is you, and maybe you're all three like we are, and it's just like, oh my gosh, I am just kind of a loser, and I'm failing. And everything. And how can I even have a relationship with Christ? We have good news. Good news for you, baby. Glad you're with us today. Because God loves you just the way you are. And it's so cliche, but like, even if you struggle with all of these, with self-sabotaging behavior and negative thoughts and negative self-talk and wanting to people please and be a perfectionist and complainer, like all those things, God sees your heart. He sees the 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 flaws but he loves you no matter what and he wants you to become a better version of yourself by looking to him for your identity for your validation for your love 
he wants you to look to him so you can love yourself and then go out and better serve other people. Yes, yes, yes. You're made in the image of Christ. Absolutely. You are love. You yes. are a piece of God. You are a temple. Yes. You have God within you shining bright. Mm -hmm. So even on the days it doesn't feel like it, it's true. It is. All you do is really have to draw closer to God in prayer. Give up the worldly things around you, which can be hard. And just pray for God to show you the wisdom to know what that is. Yeah. Right? And so we have uh, a verse in closing out that kind of supports letting go of our old version of ourself. Yeah. Like all the things we talked about that we want to change. The bad habits, the perfectionism. The negative self-talk. Negative self-talk. We want to let all that go. Let it go. And so there's a perfect verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Yeah. And so that's really powerful because, you know, even though you think you've made all these mistakes and that you have these habits that may not be so self, that are not serving you, if you go to Christ and you make your identity in him, he has already made you a new creation. He has already made you new. And he, the old passed away. And you, the new version of you, is here to stay. It's here to stay. Woohoo! All you do is love him and he'll pour that love on you and he'll, you're one new. In fact, I'm reading a biography right now of Todd White. And um, he has devoted himself to God. Mm -hmm. But the story is, he was like a drug addict. He was an alcoholic. He was a liar. He was a swindler. He uh, he was into porn, and he was into sex, and he was into everything bad. He ripped people off. He lied. Anything you could think of as a super bad person, he probably did it. Yeah. But he finally went to, I think, Teen Challenge, and no one had told him about Jesus. No one had told him about God. No one ever professed God's love to him. When he found out about Jesus and that unconditional love, he let go of the past, everything, and completely changed his life. Yeah. I mean, he went out of this 12-month program in like two months and held on to the word, read it nonstop all day, and his whole life completely changed. And I'm only saying this is because this is like the person who probably is most challenged, right, who has like erased all this in Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible. I mean, that is the miracle of God, yeah. that he can change you. He can so take if, anything and can, make it new. Right. That's said beautifully. He can take anything and make it new. Yeah. And, you know, when you come to this realization of self-love, we're going to go back to one of our favorite verses, and it's Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And if you have this self-love, the, the fruit of the Spirit is going to be in you, and you're going to produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control to others and yourself. Right, and it says the law is not against such things. Yeah. And so in order to find that self-love, this is the verse you really want to focus, focus on. You want to search out these things yes. that are of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Right there, your guide to life. Yeah. Amen. And in a nutshell. Well, in a verse. Hallelujah. <laughs> in a nutshell, in a verse. And with that, I think... We're going to close out. We're going to close out. 
you are made out of love. You are love. And even if you struggle, God sees that and he he's still like, he's your cheerleader on the side. He's your biggest fan. He's still cheering you on. He loves you no matter what because you are, you are his creation. You are his child. And, you know, God holds that unconditional love for each and every one of you guys. Amen. So pour in that self-love, baby. And with that, Gina's going to say a little prayer and close us out. Yeah. So please join me in prayer. Dear Amen. God, thank you so much for bringing all of our beautiful listeners here today. God, you are in the, an utterly amazing God for loving us even when we do feel broken. Mm-hmm. God, we make mistakes. Yes, but, we do. And you see that. You see us. All of them. Yes, you see all of them, which is a little spooky. Yeah. But you love us. You come to us and you tell us that we are enough. You tell us that we're worthy. You tell us that even though we make mistakes, we still have your love Amen. in us and that we get to be loved. Mm-hmm. God, I pray that you just rain down realization that we are made out of your image and that we are able to love ourselves. God, when we start to love ourselves, when we plant that seed of love, it's going to sprout into something amazing and we're going to be able to see you more in our life and then we're going to be able to go out and spread that to other people. Yes. And I pray that you just give us a heart that is open to receiving love from you so we can love others and love ourselves. God, I ask that you continue to bless each and every single one of our listeners and just pour down love. Amen. In Jesus' holy name, amen. amen. And with that, we're signing out. And faith and love, Kelly and Jaina. Bye. Bye. See you in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you are looking for more daily inspiration, go follow us on Instagram. We created an Instagram page and it's called faithfully underscore apologetic. So go there and give us a follow and a like and And comment. Yep. And you'll find inspiration, words of wisdom, and we're sharing God's love and word. And faith and love. Kelly and Jaina. Bye.